Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is October 27th, 2011. our show. I'm your host, Iggy. I'm the co-host, Colin. I'm a co-host, David. Co-host. And she laughs again. This I, is what I mentioned last week. She laughs every time after we say that, David. I can imagine. Does she think no, we're that funny? Not, no, just you, because I keep th- imagining in your head, you're thinking like, okay, don't fuck up saying this, because otherwise we're going to have to like re-record this. It's going to be... <sighs> And I what can it, hear how does he screw it up? How can no, 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 you possibly he, screw up? He doesn't screw it up, but he, I can tell by his like pacing, it feels like he's like, okay, now I say this. Now, okay, done. Waiting for David. Okay, good. Excellent. I hate you. <laughs> I didn't have uh, to think about that. The irony becomes <laughs> she ultimately is the one that screwed it up because she, anyway. she mentions all the <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Okay. Welcome again to our show. Uh, we got some fun stuff to discuss today. A uh, little bit of news, though, before we do that. Um, basically, what's on everybody's mind right now. Well, regardless of if you like the series or not, you've definitely heard this week that uh, Grand Theft Auto V was announced by Rockstar. And uh, I guess we'll actually see a trailer for it on November 2nd. And so now a lot of people are scrambling to figure out, like, what's the city going to be? Where, where are we going to be? And what were you saying, Colin, that um, right now the, the heavy rumor or the anonymous tip is that it's uh, going to be an L.A. type city? Yeah, the anonymous tip went to a Kotaku, which I avoid like the plague, but Joystick reported on it. <laughs> so um, it says it will take place in a rock starified version of Los Angeles, which at first I read that as it's going to be in San Andreas again. But then I read further, and this made a little bit more sense, a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> we suppose a locale makes sense. Wouldn't adapting it to be as easy as taking all their assets from L.A. Noir? And that makes a little sense, but then I remembered, wow, there was fuck all to do in L.A. Noir besides the cases. Yeah. No, so I wonder what, that, wonder what that would mean, if they'd spice it up a little bit, maybe change it, make it bigger, because L.A. has certainly grown since 1947. Well, it would be interesting if they actually took, you know, they've always had the fake versions of the cities before, but if they actually took, like, the legit real city... And and basically made it, you know, block for block, very similar, if not the same in some sections. Like they did with L.A. Noir, but more interesting. Like, more populated, where you could actually interact with the characters instead of, you know, them saying the same three phrases over and over again. <laughs> um, one thing I actually, I remember from that was... Uh, Chase always told me, you know, you if you go into one of those diners in L.A. Noir, they'll say the same stuff almost in instantaneously like they'll say oh yeah man i could use some of that pie or like i'd love well, you notice that, that when you went to the when you were in the police stations like the same three lines were spoken over and over it's like we should just bust in there and get the evidence yeah the same the guy is, says that in six different times yeah but I, I usually like as soon as i get whatever my initial uh mission information from the meeting i like i would just bolt out of there because i'm like i can't do anything in here might as well get on in the car as soon as possible so i probably only heard like the first loop of that i'm sure if i hung around when there's nothing to do in there i would hear you know the loops again but um yeah so that that might be pretty interesting there was actually it's funny you mentioned joystick because they had a funny little barb that they said about it They're, they're like um we can safely assume it'll be another cheeky open world action game 
possibly starring a conflicted former criminal just trying to get on the straight and narrow. Because <laughs> they always do that. Either they're part of or they're related to, you know, criminals or, you know, bad elements or they yeah. were bad elements. And now they're like, maybe depending on your actions, trying to do good things. So it is pretty funny. It'd be, I think it'd be cool to see somebody fall into that. You yeah. Know, instead of having somebody in it already, it's like, well, it seems like I'll never be able to escape my face. So I'll just keep doing it anyway. It's just boring now. Didn't they kind of do that with Vice City? I mean, he didn't start out. Like, didn't he jump into, like, crime? Like, he didn't actually start in crime? Yeah, I can't it was remember. kind it's of a Scarface thing, wasn't it? Kind of yeah. a Scarface thing, yeah. Well, very Scarface. Well, very, yeah. You know what I mean, but yeah, yeah. I, I actually find that funny that they just went like, you know what? Let's just totally actually do Scarface for the ending because isn't that what they did? Like he had yeah, that shootout. I think so. Yeah. That was pretty funny. I mean, that wasn't very inspired, but it was funny, especially because there's Ray Liotta, and you know, at the time, what he had done, Goodfellas, and uh, there was other some sh- other mafia thing. He was in uh, that movie with Stallone where he played a cop, actually. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Copland, where it was in, it was actually supposed to be. Oh yeah, he played a cop, like a narc cop, I think. Were they all like crooked cops or something? Is that the the? Story yeah, they part? were. So it was like you know all these cops lived right across the river in Jersey, so like they had their own city pretty much, and they were always fucking around in New York City, right? You know because they were didn't live in the state or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, they all had mob connections and shit like that. It was basically just a mob town. Is your <laughs> is your mic vibrating? No. There's something going... Yes, that. No, that was me. That was me. Okay, don't do that. (laughs) Okay. Don't do that. Um, No, I mean, it wasn't me before. I was just making noise. I don't know what it is, but I'll stop it. It's it's his nervous jiggle, like, ooh, GTA 5. (laughs) Like that, whatever that fucking jiggle noise. Um, Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what the heck they they do for 5. I mean, L.A., I kind of wish they'd pick something different or try like a, just their own city. Let's go to Plano, Texas. That'd be exciting. What's Plano, Texas? I don't know. It's some little dink ash town. I think. <laughs> I didn't even make Dr Pepper. It says really? it on the. Yeah. Really? Yeah, really. I'm dead serious. Well, see, I don't really drink it, so that's why I, oh, well, I don't even know where it's made because I don't look at the cans. You want to go, like, could go, I mean, you could easily go to, like, a large city that's just not, like, featured in every single... Seattle! <laughs> no, even that's... Seattle's not exactly go to, go to San, Go to St. Louis, like... Oh, or gee, go to, thanks. Go, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, like, because I, I, St. Louis is a fantastic city and isn't, you know, isn't, like, in every freaking thing. Or go to Savannah. Like, that's a huge city, but it's just, like, not... Or Atlanta. Like... Places that are huge, but just not featured, like, in everything. Yeah, doesn't it make you wonder why they don't do that? Like, are they maybe running on the assumption that, you know, a lot of TV shows and movies or whatever always pick, you know, the same four or five cities, and that's just it? And maybe people expect those kinds of metropolises, metropolis? Yeah, I, um, I look at it, I look at it kind of like, you know, the World Series is going on. I don't know if you guys knew. <laughs> But uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are in it, and they're playing the Texas Rangers. And what I've heard from a lot of people is that, you know, the viewership this year and then past years has been down a lot because they don't have the Yankees, they don't have the Red Sox, they don't have the Phillies, they don't have the Giants, you know, like big-name big East Coast, West Coast teams like that. Right. So I wonder if that has something to do with it because, I mean, yeah, you see stuff in L.A., you see games in San Francisco, you see games in D.C., you see games in... New York City, 
And that's it. You don't see, I mean, you don't, you don't even see any many games in Chicago or St. Louis or anything like that. Then, yeah, it's, it's frustrating seeing the same thing over and over. And I wonder if it has kind of to do with that mentality that it's not on the coast. It doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just something that's been perpetuated so much that, uh, at a certain point, I guess people just sort of accept it. <laughs> They're like, okay, it's going to be one of these cities. And when you have maybe a new city, maybe it will draw people's attention as much? I don't know. I don't know. If something, if something was released that was in a different city, even Chicago would be nice. Chicago might not be as bad. I mean, that, that feels... <laughs> Detroit, maybe? Detroit no. would be. I mean, St. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, the only reason I was saying no to St. Louis before is as I'm like, oh, well, we have that bad reputation, like being this really crime-ridden city which is like complete well, bullshit let me let me say that as a lifelong st louisan it is complete bullshit because like the way the the way the city and the county is set up skews the results a shit ton it's just the same thing for baltimore but anyway i mean it would be excellent to see some you know st louis based city or just even just some midwestern city kansas city chicago minneapolis well, if, it's grand, if it's grand theft auto the, the automatic assumption is there's going to be a lot of crime and drugs and killing and whatever yeah. so maybe they should do detroit <laughs> Singles is plenty of that too, but I mean, yeah, Detroit. It's, it's just that nobody will be there, <laughs> <laughs> except all those bad It'd elements. Just be Eminem, like no one normal. Just Eminem. It's only Eminem and the car he's driving. That'll that'll be just all of his music in the in the radio in the yeah. radio stations for for GTA Five. Just Eminem every channel, like some of the funnier Eminem ones on this channel, and some of the more serious ones. On this one. But uh, yeah, yeah, Chicago would be a great city. I nice. think it'd be awesome for a game. Yeah. Well, think about that. Think about that glut of movies in like the '80s and '90s that were all based in Chicago, like Wayne's World yeah. and all of uh, all of what uh, what's the director's name that made like Ferris Bueller? What's yeah, his name? All the John Hughes movies. John yeah, Hughes? the John Hughes yeah. movies, and like you know, there's a big glut of like Saturday Night Live movies was made. There, Blues Brothers was in Chicago. I said Wayne's World, didn't I? The Fugitive, Wayne's 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 Fugitive was in Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> now you don't yeah. see that anymore. I mean, you see. Well, there. I guess I can say this: the new Batman movies, you can tell were made in Chicago. Well, actually, they're being shot all over the place. Uh, one of my friends but, is telling me they just shot some stuff in L.A. a couple days ago. I, yeah, Gotham's I'm supposed to be like a mix of. Yeah, what? I'm, I'm that oh, you didn't want to tell me. Why did I yeah. think it was one of my coworkers? Unless they also told me. Well, Gotham is supposed to be a mixture of like New York, like just big cities in general. But like when I saw uh, the latest Batman movie. Like the, when the bus like backs into the bank, you know, it busts in there and the Joker's stealing all the money and shit. Yeah. I looked at the plate and I'm like, that's an Illinois plate. Like I recognize it because right across the river is Illinois. I'm like, whoa, they based this in Chicago. And like they had all these wide shots of Chicago. I'm like, oh, it's so nice to see something that isn't in fucking New York for once. Well, and then, of course, they put like the, the CG on, on top of it where it's like right. Wayne, the Wayne building and all these yeah. buildings. Yeah. yeah. So it's not too recognizable, but maybe just enough to somebody who's been there. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, that should be interesting. Hey, by the way, like it's funny that I get to say this twice now. Um, so if we, if uh, if Final Fantasy X ten 10th anniversary didn't make you feel old, which it should, um, <laughs> this is the this is also Grand Theft Auto 3's 10th yeah. anniversary. Three. Oh <laughs> which one was three? Three wasn't even. It was three was it also City, in Liberty right? City. Yeah. Yeah. It was before Vice City. It was the one. Yeah. It was the first one set in Liberty City. Yeah, that was like the first epic one, the first one that was like huge with like story and you know all that kind of stuff. Now, was that the first one that actually wasn't top down? With the first mm -hmm. one, the very first one definitely was. I can't right. remember if the second one. First was also. two were. Sec second, second one was also was, top down. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think that's what really changed the game for those guys yeah. because I, I played the very first one and it was fun, but it seemed a lot more limited just because yep. of e- even that angle that you were playing at. Like you're always so detached and so like high as hell up in the air. Yeah. You know, stealing and robbing and whatever. When they change that viewpoint and you're so much closer and you're in third person, it's like, okay, I actually feel a little bit more engaged with the, what's going on on the screen. So I was... Not to tout other uh, video game news sources on this show, but um, IGN actually just did a great article recently about exactly that. There was this whole, they did this whole retrospective about like how GTA 3 like changed, you know, like totally changed the game, you know, format and all this stuff. It was, it's really cool. And they're in, of course, in commemoration of the 10 year which then I had to put in my dentures and uh, get on my walker and <laughs> attempt to have and a And I'm problem. still older than you, so I don't know what I should be doing <laughs> in that case. Just oh, Should probably be like laying in a hospital bed with an oxygen mask yeah, attached yeah. to your face. Shipping my name on a tombstone, perhaps. <laughs> one hand in the grave, one hand in the controller. That's, oh, wow. That's appropriate, right? That's very <laughs> morbid. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't want to be thinking about dying with video games. But <laughs> we're gonna listen to this one. When you die in the video dying. game, you die for real. Now, something, uh, something amusing to me in the news was uh, this week. I didn't realize that Fallout, or not Fallout, that Bethesda was trying to um, serve an injunction for Interplay because Interplay. A long time ago, I heard, okay, I think Interplay is gonna make a Fallout MMO, and then it kind of fell off the radar for a while. And uh, now, I guess, I don't know a lot of the reason behind it, but it seems like Bethesda just doesn't want Interplay to use any of the stuff that Bethesda made in terms of Fallout, you know, story, plot, items, assets, whatever. Um, But Interplay is like, fuck you. (laughs) They're going ahead and and, uh, making the MMO anyway. And so for at least their initial injunction... They fucking failed, so Bethesda can't stop Interplay from doing what it wants, basically, with the Fallout MMO. Which I think is funny, anyway, because, I mean, Interplay made the series. So it's a little interesting, from my viewpoint, that... Uh, yeah, but didn't they sell the rights to it, to Bethesda? Um, if they, In a lot of these articles, it mentions, you know, Interplay as the quote-unquote original IP holder. So I'm not sure if that means they retained some of it. Because I would think if they didn't have any of that, they shouldn't even have a way to prevent uh, Bethesda from giving them problems. So it feels like a gray area, you know? Like, obviously, mm-hmm. Bethesda has, like, a lot of the important elements of the IP. But it does feel like maybe Interplay didn't fully give up the entire thing? I'm not sure. Like, because, you know, if you played the, the first Fallouts before they went all, you know... Bethesda-ish and like Oblivion basically in the Oblivion with guns. (laughs) Oblivion with guns. Um, You know, it it did feel a little different. So maybe Bethesda's, it almost feels like they're kind of jealous. Like, hey, we made this stuff, this cool uh, adjustment to the series. You shouldn't be able to use it. (laughs) Like, what do they expect uh, Interplay to do? Make an MMO that looks exactly like the old ones? You know, now people are used to the first-person version of, of Fallout, so I'm not sure. But but wasn't weren't the first Fallouts isometric? Yeah. They're supposed to make an MMO like that. It's going to be like a... Well, I mean, they had Ultima Online. That was isometric. 
people oh, yeah, that for right. a long ass time. It's not the format. It's just that people have now become used to the the updated version of of Fallout. So I would think that if someone announced an MMO for Fallout, you know, like at least eighty percent of the people are instantly going to assume it's going to look like Fallout Three or Fallout New Vegas, but just with other people around. You know. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see, like, what the hell happens with that. Because I doubt Bethesda's just going to take their ball and go home and be like, oh, well, didn't work. I'm sure they're going to keep trying. And they're, they're losing stuff left and right. Because now that I think about it, they also lost uh, an injunction against um, uh, Mojang. Because yeah, I was just going to mention that. Because yeah. they've been giving shit to Notch about it. That, okay, that one's ridiculous. Because... There's a lot of games that share similar words, right? Well, it's, like, it's like you're going to start suing Blizzard because they use scrolls in Warcraft. Yeah, good luck with that, right? No, yeah, well, it's like, <laughs> But do they have it in a title, though? No, but I mean, it's like, well, they have scrolls of, you know, scroll of intellect. It's like, well, we're going to sue your ass off because you use the word scroll. Well, but this is different, though, because this is specifically like uh, Notch is making a game, you know, with Mojang that's called Scrolls. And I think that's it in the title. It's just scrolls. It's as generic sounding as you can get. But, uh, I mean... Bethesda kind of had a reason because it's like, okay, yeah, all of our games are Elder Scrolls, but I still think it's ridiculous because who's going to really mix that up? Who even calls Elder Scrolls series by Elder Scrolls? Yeah, by the name nobody Elder really Scrolls. does. It's like it's always Oblivion or it's always Morrowind or it's always, I don't even remember the other two. I mean, <laughs> it's always just Skyrim. It's not Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. That's it's like just basic, Skyrim. Yeah, that's like basically like the subtitle. Like nobody's yeah. really going to give it the entire, they're not going to tell you, hey, have you played Elder Scrolls Skyrim? They're just going to be like, have you pre-ordered Skyrim yet? You know, they're not going to go through the whole thing. So, but I think Bethesda's just doing it to try to, make sure their their game is, is like the only game out there with scrolls in it which is a little silly i i don't, I don't think they're gonna get very far with that because it's like um trying to trademark uh hat <laughs> like if i wanted to call something hat fortress like, <laughs> <laughs> the world's best hat simulator yeah and then somebody else come up, comes out with a game that's just called hats it's like yeah okay what's gonna happen there you know, you're, you're picking a very normal word that uh, a lot of people use, and yeah, good luck with that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, people sue for any fucking reason these days. These days have been going on for years. Yeah, I was going to say. That's okay. Remember when <laughs> Oprah got sued? Remember when Oprah got sued by, like, the Texas Cattlemen's Association? Wait, she what? Had to, like, she, no, this was, a, this was a while ago. Like, maybe for her show? Or, or... Yeah, she, okay, so um, back in the 90s, like, there was this mad cow scare. Yeah. So like Oprah, you know, Oprah being Oprah, she's like, well, you guys should like watch what beef you eat because if you eat it, you might get like bovine encephalopathy or whatever the fuck the disease is called. Then like next thing you know, like the Texas Cattlemen's Association is suing her ass. Oh, then but it, for like uh... – For, for, for uh, I guess it, in that case it would be slander. Right. You know, for slandering their product. I thought written it's libel. Oh, wait, she said No, it. other way around. She yeah. said it, so it was slander. It just it reminds me of Jane Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man when he says that – Oh, no. it's, it's written as <laughs> it's, libel. Written as libel. Slander's been spoken. Yeah, but uh, no, that's right on her show. Um, that's funny. I mean, she's trying to warn people, and they're like, no, <laughs> don't yeah. tell them about the dangers of eating this beef. We need to sell this beef. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's I guess, kind of similar. It's not like scrolls will kill you, but... No, it's not, it's not what I'm saying. You were talking about how frivolous lawsuits right. are Right, exactly, exactly. Um, so Bethesda is just kind of tossing them left and right 
<laughs> these days. So I, I don't know how much money they're throwing away. Is they're falling on hard times. Maybe they're falling on hard times. How would know. they be oh, falling on hard times? I know exactly. Like you had, you had Fall 3, New Vegas. Then you're going to have, what, Oblivion, Skyrim. Yeah. Rage? Yeah. Well, they just published Rage, right? They didn't actually... Yeah, they, yeah that was an id thing, I thought. It was you know, it, no, it was id uh, and Zenimax. And uh, you know what's funny about that is uh, I was watching Zero Punctuation's uh, review of Rage the other day. And you remember when I had that rant episode about it? Yeah. I, I sat afterwards and I thought, I wonder if I was a little too extreme, even though I really felt that way. I thought, well, maybe I could have toned it down or whatever. I watched his review. He complained about the exact same stuff. And then I thought, okay, I feel validated because I, I, I love his, his slant on a, lot of this, uh, on a lot of reviews. So if he's complaining about the exact same problems I had, then I don't feel like I, I overdid it. If anything, Maybe you need to put on a British accent and just talk really fast. Yeah. You'll have a career. And go live in Australia or whatever where they sell games for exorbitant prices. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway. So um, that's the Bethesda. I wonder why they came up with a name, Bethesda. Bethesda. Doesn't exactly roll Maryland? off the tongue half the time, huh? Are they based in Maryland? Because there's a city in Maryland named Bethesda. Bethesda? That's yeah. That's a question. I don't actually oh, no. And they made their game in D.C. Ooh, I may be on to something. Hmm. Fallout 3 was in D.C., wasn't it? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah? Yes. I, uh, I, keep, I keep mixing it up with New Vegas, so I'm like, wait a minute, no. They well, were... I think it's pretty obvious where New Vegas is going to be. Right. I mean. Maybe. It is Las Vegas. Maybe not to people like you, because you're dumb. Ooh. Wow, that that must have been really hard for you to try to work in there. <laughs> it was it was it was really hard. My wit my wit is at its end. I don't know if I can do any more after this. I've been that way for a while. I think. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Anyway, anybody's so in the uh, anybody's in the market for one of the most amazing game cinematics that you'll ever see. Uh, Dia- uh, Diablo three has a new game cinematic that's out right now. Uh, it's sort of like a tra- it's not actually game cinematic. It's from it's a trailer of some sort, uh, and it it pretty much is the one of the most craziest things I've ever seen. <laughs> so, really? You all should check it out. It's uh, but was it released at BlizzCon? Oh, oh, sure. oh <laughs> probably that's probably what's going on with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll find exactly what uh, what it's called because I tried just looking it up regularly and it wasn't the right one. Uh, well, even yeah. the uh, that for the StarCraft Two expansion, that Heart of the Swarm uh, cinematic looks pretty damn yeah. good. Okay, it's called the check out the Diablo Three Black Soul Stone cinematic. Black Soul Stone, yeah. it's super ridiculous. I just, find, just... It, I find it funny how like all their cinematics look amazing and really detailed and realistic, and then you play the games and they're always so cartoony. Wasn't well, that what Blizzard's always made really good cinematics? Like well, way back from Warcraft too. They spend so right. much damn time developing it. Like, hey, we're we're spending like years and years developing. Maybe most of that time is just working on the cinematic, and like half <laughs> of that time is just working on the game. Like, okay, we're done with the game, but we need to make this kick-ass cinematic. So let's spend the rest of our time on that. Well, we're we're gonna have the obligatory. Go on, sorry. They, uh, they outsource, or they they kind of went through this phase where they outsourced it all the Blur Studios. And Blur was uh, was handling all that. And it's kind of like, you know, well, you know that they're going to just do a ridiculously great job with it. Yeah. But um, and then um, but then at a certain point, like, I guess they, they also have their internal game cinematic like development, like 
uh, division, you know, and that's just like what they do. Uh, and apparently it's gotten very good. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was just a random thought. I was, I so saw we're going to have the obligatory BlizzCon coverage right now just for two minutes? <laughs> oh, as, as little as possible. Perhaps. As little as possible. Okay, well, I'll, make it, then. I'll make it very, very quick then. Let's we'll okay. see. There's a new Warcraft expansion announced, which has the Pandaren in it. And, uh... The Panda Bear. Oh, hey, the, hey, hey, Panda Bear. Panda Bear. <laughs> then, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, and then they really pissed me off when I saw that they, too, were making another Dota. Isn't that fucking nice? So, I mean, not, <laughs> I only, is, is. not only is Valve making another fucking Dota game, Blizzard's making another Dota game. So there are two Dota games coming out in a short period of time. And that's just enraging. And these companies could be spending a lot more time on games that are actually good. You know, the funny thing, though, is I almost feel I know Blizzard is huge and all, but I almost feel like the Valve one will do better just because it looks like they've spent more time on it. There's something about it that that makes it feel like they fleshed that out more. Like the Blizzard one almost looks kind of like an afterthought. I don't know. Maybe it's just the the style of the art or something. But uh, this is my opinion. Plus, Valve's a better company in probably much pretty much every way now. If this, was, if this was Blizzard maybe six years ago, I'd say, well, you know, yeah, Blizzard can do some good shit now. But I just look at the way they fucked up everything. Like what? Like, wow. How is it so much different? Wow sucks now. <laughs> Think about what the difference is. Do I really have to say it? Well, you can't. I mean, to be fair, for an MMO, you really can't keep it the same way for, like, years and years not, and years. I'm not just talking about, war- I'm not just talking about uh, World of Warcraft, though. I mean, you look at, like, the change... I mean, just playing their game, you can, like, see, like, how their company has changed from something where, you know, they worked on a product really hard for years and years and years. And they still kind of do that. But, I mean, just the way it changed after – I hate saying this, but, like, the way it changed when Activision, like, stuck their paws into the way this company worked. And you could just see it. Like, I could see it in all the years that I played Warcraft. I played Warcraft for three years, and I could see the way it changed just from expansion to expansion. It got worse and worse every time. But how so, is I mean, it getting worse? You're still not explaining how it's, it's bad. It's getting worse because the way they the way they explain. I'm going to talk from the from the, uh, with respect to Warcraft. When they introduced different, you know, instancing in um, uh, Wrath of the Lich King, which is the second expansion, you know, they added they added ways for people to make their gear a lot easier, and they added ways for people to get instancing a lot easier. So, like, for instance, they used, like, cross-server instance queuing. So, like, you could find people from other servers to play with. But my complaint with that is, is, like, um, you know, like, it ruined all community that you have inside one server. Like, it, it, like, before you had to, like, worry about your reputation, you couldn't act like an asshole if you were going to be playing just with people on your server because that limited you to maybe about a thousand potential players, you know? But now it opens it up to like, you know, however many subscribers there are in Warcraft right now, which is what, like, was it like six or seven million or something ridiculous like that? So, I mean, like, you don't have to worry about your reputation anymore. So, I mean, you just saw like the skill level just drop and you saw like the camaraderie just drop and like all the community just dropped off the face of the earth. Well, the only problem I had with WoW and even Final Fantasy XI started having this problem is how elitist a lot of this stuff got at a certain point. And I, I, it feels, at least from a developer standpoint, like maybe they added all these uh, developments and enhancements because they wanted to try to get to, to make it more accessible to either the average gamer or somebody that, you know, hasn't really done a lot of gaming. Because when you mention, um, 
making instancing easier, making it easier to uh, connect with other people across other servers. In some ways, that's you know viewed as good things by other people because it makes it easier for you to connect. Like I know, yeah, you're gonna get a drop in maybe skill level, but I always got annoyed that at least in the, in the case of Eleven, and I think WoW is probably similar to this. You get this weird end game mentality where a lot of people start treating the game more like a job than uh, I, than a game. I, I don't know how I don't know how it was in like really like high end rating guilds, but I mean, I took rating end game rating not so seriously that you know it became a job, but I, I took it seriously enough, you know. The group that I ran around with in in the first version of WoW was some of the best people that I've had the pleasure of playing online games with. I mean, like we knew when to buckle down and do shit, but it wasn't it wasn't a job because these people I just enjoyed hanging around and shooting the shit with these people. We'd get drunk and do stupid shit while you're running a raid. I mean, it's just like you don't see that anymore. I you don't you don't see that anymore at all because it's all about either you raid or you don't. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, that's the but that's the same problem I had with Eleven. Like that's why I eventually quit because at a certain point people were like, "Oh, we're doing this in this dungeon today." Oh, it's fr- okay. It's, it's frustrating to hear. It's just frustrating to hear people look back at Vanilla and be like, "Oh well, you know, you had to like invest a bazillion hours a week just to make anything." It's a lot of bullshit. I played maybe two hours a day, and I did fine. You know, I had decent gear. It wasn't the best, but I didn't give a shit about that. You know, I, it's just like. People look back on it, it's like, well, you had to work so hard to get so little. It was a load of shit. It was, that's just a load of shit. Because well, sometimes, I mean, I can understand both sides of that because uh, I'm not sure if WoW was the same, but with Eleven, for example, you kill a big monster, an important, you know, like a boss type character essentially, and uh, something drops. But you you have like 16 people, and it drops maybe two items. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to be able to get <laughs> this item because the guild, the equivalent of guilds, the link shells, always had to arrange just like either a point system or if you attended uh, more regularly than others, you'd have a better yeah. shot at the yeah, item. We had, we, yeah, we had you know, we had DKP dragon kill points, you know. I don't know but if they that's what them. that's what would, would be frustrating to people. That wasn't frustrating at all. It's just fair. Uh, no, it's not, it, no. I mean, it, even after raiding for two weeks, you're like, hey. Koji, you know, that was my name. They go, hey, Koji, you want to roll on this? Guess what? I got it. And it was my, my second week rating with these guys. So yeah, but know. that means that might mean you were lucky. There were a lot of times where I was in that situation where I had regularly come to those events. There are just too many people. You roll against like five other people and you happen to be unlucky a bunch of times and you just never get an item. And yet you're devoting all this time. So it's kind of like your mileage may vary. You might have had a good experience with that. And that's, I mean, that's a positive experience for you, but it sounds like from their adjustments, a lot of people didn't, and they were getting either burnt out or frustrated or whatever. So as a developer, it does make sense that they would have to make those adjustments. It sucks that they don't give you maybe um, a way to revert or maybe a server that has vanilla, like if you wanted to transfer back, like the, the you know, just back to, you know, 2006's version of the game or something like that. But I'm not really surprised they went the route that they did because... As time goes on, people get more and more, you know, they they start slightly, you know, people quit or they leave the game because of that time commitment. Like at first you think, oh, I can do a couple spurts of of hours for for trying to get this item. But that starts adding up. And when you realize, hey, I want this, like in my case, what the hell was it back then? A scorpion harness or some shit. (laughs) I want a scorpion harness really bad because if you try to go to the auction house, it's worth like a million gil and I don't have that money. So 
my only chance would be going to these events and trying to, you know, be the next person in line essentially to get those. And often I would be just unlucky and not get that, even though I'm a good team player and I'm always attending all these events and all that stuff. So now they've basically either increased drop rates or offered more ways to get the same item. And yeah, you're going to get a glut of those items as a result, but it will finally allow people to have the equipment that they've wanted for so long. And I could see how that would be a little annoying to people. Like if you're coming in now and you're a noob and you're, you're playing and it seems really easy, it's going to annoy the people that were there for so long and didn't have that luxury before. But overall, I think it's, it's still mostly a positive change. I just think it was something maybe they could have integrated a little bit better. Um, instead of how they always do it with these MMOs where they do it like all at once. Like, hey, yeah. here, now here's an entire new zone where you get, uh, this is the problem with Eleven actually, where here's these new zones in this expansion pack you can buy that basically give you like double or triple the XP an hour. So people are like, oh my god, now I can finally actually level up all these jobs that I have. Um, but it does suck because at a certain point, because it's easier now, you will max out all those jobs if you really wanted to. <laughs> so what do you do once you do that? So they, they're they shooting themselves in the foot, but they're also making people stick around because it's giving them a slight almost gift. Like here, we know this has sucked. We know it's been hard. So here, we've made it easier to do some things. And it's a very, as a developer, it's a very difficult thing to balance that, to still keep it challenging but also not make people want to take their ball and go home, you know? Like, fuck this. Yeah. I got other games I can play. Um, and they have to do that. Actually, speaking of other games, they have to do that in a way because there's all these other games now that are so tempting and can easily pull um, a subscriber away. So, like, do I really need to pay monthly for this game when I can, like, oh, Uncharted's out this week or, or Skyrim's out this week or Battlefield or whatever. There's so many really good game options that they have to do something to entice people to stick around for a little bit longer. And realistically, this is only a finite amount of time. Like World of Warcraft, despite what some people will probably tell you, cannot go on forever. It's a very, it may be a very slowly declining scale, but it is slowly declining. Like eventually you'll get to a point where people, like either the graphics will be too shitty for people <laughs> or... Um, <laughs> It, it'll you, it's, just, it's not even that with you. It's just you don't like the style. I, I don't like the style. That's my own personal yeah. preference. But um, no, it, it, for, for those people that are, are big like graphics whores, though, like they'll at a certain point they'll be like, "This I can count the pixel or I can count the polygons on this thing. <laughs> I can't play this anymore. There's no bloom. There's no HDR. You know, like yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff that that people will complain about just in a couple of years, if not maybe now. Um. But yeah, Blizzard is still reeling in people, though, because their other games are, are always being adapted. And, you know, StarCraft Two. I have friends at work that still play the hell out of that, and they like that. And Diablo Three, everybody's all, like, buzzing about. So um, as long as they keep building on what uh, has, has done well for them and increasing, you know, their style and, and, and uh, a lot of the, the visual elements to kind of match today's, you know, um, specs. Yeah. I think I think they'll do fine, but I think WoW is this big lumbering beast that is very slowly dying of some like heart disease. <laughs> you know, like one day it'll just fall over and it'll be dead, and everyone won't be surprised. They'll be like, "Oh, it was its time." <laughs> you know, it'll just be dramatic like that. 
Um, we went off a tangent on that discussion. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Like that's what I think Blizzard... we bored David to death. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, he hasn't played World of Warcraft, so it yeah, might yeah. be or Final Fantasy XI or really any MMO. So it it might be a little more difficult to grasp for people that haven't. Um, but if you have played any kind of MMO, you probably can understand a bit of that. Um, but there's that. And BlizzCon was very expensive. That's BlizzCon. There you go. That's it. We're done. I can't believe I can't believe my coworker spent what was it like one hundred and seventy five dollars for? Is it in Anaheim? It's in Anaheim, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Somewhere below us or above us. <laughs> where where the hell is Anaheim? Where are they? <laughs> Wes, you didn't just say that, did you? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know where the Disneyland place is. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where Disney is. No, uh, but yeah, so they they had BlizzCon there. I'm just always amazed at the numbers they get. Like for for that cost, and for the fact that it's just one company, they they consistently grab a ton of people. Well, they sell out in like minutes. I bet, like if Valve if Valve had a convention, it would it would at least match that, if not do better. It, you oh. know, a, a couple of our mutual friends of me and Izzy's were actually talking about doing that for a while. I don't want to disclose any names, but they were actually planning on getting, a, like, you know, talking to Gabe and, like, figuring out if they could get people from Val to go to a certain place at a certain time and get people to <laughs> go see it. mugged? <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's just, like, have them, you know, like, have a convention for Val. Like, but it never really fleshed out well. Well, so. it, that's a tricky thing because conventions are fucking expensive to run. Yeah. So they'd have to write out a very convincing statement because uh, it's not cheap. Yeah. Uh, and they might think like, well, we don't really have to do that. We're very comfortable doing what we do now, you know. So it would be awesome um, if if somebody could somehow acquire a large enough space and make it like a non-profit kind of thing. Maybe that might hook a couple of those devs in there. That'd be so awesome. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm just really skeptical just because I, I was reading an article a while, this, this years, I guess, back about Comic-Con and how expensive that shit is to run. Um, and I just thought, yeah, that's a more extreme example because they're so huge now. But still, like, getting any con space and setting up possible sponsors, if, if that's even possible, and, and all the events and panels and guests, and it just really adds up fast, which is probably why BlizzCon charges the rate that it does for its tickets. But, like, MineCon is going to be in uh, Vegas next month, <clears throat> which my boyfriend really wanted to go to, but it's like $100, and then after a certain point of time, it's like $140 if you miss the deadline. How much How much is Comic-Con? Comic-Con's really cheap. It's like, what, 60 bucks or something? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I go to Otakon every year, and it's only 65 Well, um, MineCon might be a little different because I thought the reason for that pricing is they have to kind of pay for it themselves. So yeah. um, that's why they have to slightly pass that price on to the, the visitors because, you know, they just haven't done a convention before. Comic-Con, though, have you ever seen when you get one of those booklets um, that comes with your, like, goodie bag, like the list of sponsors they have? Like they and the, and the city of San Diego probably like helps them out a bit because you know they yeah. get they fill all their hotels that weekend. Yeah, it's probably um, subsidized a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's why uh, actually I, I believe uh, there's a bit of a war going on because you know they're they're very quickly running out of space. Like there's just at least twice the number every year of of attendees. It, like multiplies and multiplies and multiplies, and they're very quickly running out of of 
con room space and they're trying to figure out like where do, where should we go to now i think they were mentioning maybe anaheim i yeah. think they were also mentioning even the la convention center which i think is probably too small yeah um, really you think it's too yeah. small for that yeah from going yeah. to e3 it, it feels like it's too small um yeah. but uh yeah so they're, they're trying to discuss all these different options and i'm sure san diego's like fuck no we need you guys to like what do we have to do what do we have to do for you build to make more. you stay? If you build it, they will come. Well, actually, right. I thought they did extend the convention center once. Oh, really? Yeah, for for whatever reason, it feels like they they expanded slightly. But I, I don't think they can expand anymore if that's the case. So right. they're they're a little stuck right now, um, and it's so damn crowded. Like that's why I didn't feel that bad about missing out on this year's Comic Con because I keep hearing it just gets bigger and bigger. And when we went, what like two three years ago. It was already ridiculously long where you had to wait like an hour just for what what was that for? Like the Venture Brothers panel. And then because they're so disorganized with their goddamn lines, they couldn't even have told us like, hey, we know you've been waiting in this line for like 45 minutes or an hour. Uh, But at this point right up here is actually the cutoff. Like you won't be able to get a seat. Like, oh, fuck you guys. (laughs) Why didn't you just tell us after we had reached that point in line, you assholes? Um (laughs) Yeah, they Didn't need they, to be. I thought they like uh, limited the now, like as a cutoff, like oh, once uh, you know. Well, I hope certain... I hope that's what they do now, because that was annoying before when they didn't. <laughs> it's like. Well, I thought they did that even when we went. There was like a limit. It's like okay, we've reached our maximum capacity. Nobody else can come in here now. For uh, for the big halls, I think they did that. But for those tiny ones, it's like, did you notice? Like for the smaller halls, it's or rooms, it, they kind of weren't keeping big tracks of those lines. Well, I, I think what I mean is like in general, Comic-Con in San Diego now is just we have a limit. We have X amount of tickets and it will and we will stop at X amount of people. Oh, for the t- oh, I think you meant the lines. Yeah, for the tickets, oh, they yeah. do that. And now it, the, it cuts off really early, too. Yeah, like fills up within like a day. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah the line the the lines there's no limit it's just ridiculous yeah no, that's the problem that's exactly like why don't they have a limit for the fucking lines like say hey guys might as well go see another panel or enjoy your day somewhere else because you're not going to enjoy it waiting for nothing in this line yeah i i don't go to the panels anymore when i go to comic-con now <laughs> just, Where did, just, just the dealer's skip. room or something i just Art. go to the main floor now and just like see all the stuff down there or all the Look at all the cosplay yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> Those guys, and also, uh, I would say the only convention I, I've seen that uh, can uh, match Comic Con's crazy costumes is maybe Dragon Con. Because uh, Dragon is it the one in Orlando? Is in Atlanta, right? Yeah, forget. yeah, the Atlanta one. That one. Yeah. Wow. It, it, every time I see videos for it, it basically looks like ninety nine percent of the people dress up. <laughs> well, that's that's especially good because it's more than just like I think what helps. And they're decent it's, costumes. It's, it's, it's general fantasy. Yeah. Right. It's more like it's actually just more nerd oriented in general. So I think the problem with a lot of like Comic Con is like you have mostly comics, or if you go to or games, and, or if, yeah, or games, or if you go to Anime Expo, or if you go to Otakon, it's anime. You know, I mean, I think with that one, it's a lot more wide ranging, so you get a lot more of a like a nice sampling of. Nerd dumb. Yeah, that's why I love looking at the videos for Dragon Con because it runs the gamut of all these uh all these really nerdy sometimes they're like like nineties references and stuff. Yeah. Like they're character like oh well, I, I saw, I saw really, or something. I saw a really good one was the Yip Yip aliens from Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, Have like, you seen this thing? Well don't yeah. put a link up. 
Um, but yeah, so I, I think uh, BlizzCon, you know, for, for what it is, I guess it's as long as you're having fun at the convention, it's worth it. But I don't know. It's kind of pushing it for me. Unless I went for free. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll go. Wink. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so there's that. Anyway, nice. that, that should kind of wrap up our news, our tangential news. Very tangential. Yeah. <laughs> but we have actually an interesting topic today to, to go over. Should we, should we delve into that or should we save that till next week? Well, do you want to tease it a bit maybe? Maybe. You know, we've, we're pushing an hour already on this episode. Okay, I feel like all right. We, we could easily do another 30 to 40 minutes on this topic if we get into it. Well, let's 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 bring it up, and this will yeah. entice all you listeners to to tune in again uh, next week for the the main course. So, main course. So basically, Colin, uh, do you want to? Oh well, sure. Um, David can help me out when he feels he needs to. But uh, <laughs> I mean, last week uh, I discussed or reviewed uh, the Binding of Isaac, and I thought you know I noticed that you know not only has this game been not only is this game really based in you know, like a retro... I mean, it's basically styled after the first Legend of Zelda. But it made me think, you know, well, I've been seeing a lot of... Re, not rehashes, but a lot of mm, rekindlings of, you know, older game styles, older graphic styles, and all sorts of things like that. So, for example, you know, they're remaking all the old Metal Gear Solid games. Uh, Halo, while not generally considered old school... I think it's, you know, it's kind of old school to me because I played that when I was a freshman in high school. That was 10 years ago. And, you know, they're remaking that and they're remaking all sorts of other games now that, you know, haven't been seen in a long time. So I was wondering if, you know, with this kind of trend toward remaking or rehashing these old series, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Are we running low on our creative juices? Does, does the game industry need some injection of creativity or what? Indeed. This is a, I think this would be a good jumping off point. I mean, like when once we get into this topic, uh, full blast. And uh, the while I mean, I don't I don't want to attempt to completely give my two cents on um, the, the <laughs> proposed question just yet. But uh, but I mean, in general, I would say that it's it's true that we're kind of we are in kind of like um, reboot world right now. You know, like this might be the debt the kind of decade of reboots where um, where like, you know, this is happening kind of across the board. Like uh, it's, it's not just games, but movies, you know, and like kind of like all these series that we're familiar with already um, are kind of getting a, a, a makeover or an update. Um, and, uh, and it is interesting. Like um, what, you know, and it's kind of like, what does that mean? It's like, is it, I guess the imposed question is like, is it, is it a phase? Is it a fad or is this, or is it, implicative or is it indicative i guess of uh you know are we running out of ideas so um but yeah it's it'll be an interesting thing to to really talk about because there's kind of a lot of things to to talk about there such i mean there's broad topics like okay are old games better than modern games you know are or what or what did they do right that you know maybe some modern games don't do right and what and what is the trending there and uh and kind of, uh, you know, this opens up an even broader topic of just kind of innov- innovation, I guess, in the industry as a whole over time. So, but, and there's all sorts of fantastic minutiae that we can get into in this in this topic uh, once we really tackle it for realsies. 
but we <laughs> will be talking about that next week. It's and actually this gives us a good opportunity both for Colin and for our our listening audience. Uh, there, uh, Iggy uh, introduced us to a really cool game that is out right now that y'all can download. And um, yeah, actually, will... this should be a, this should be our listeners' homework. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for this week, if this you is haven't... a game that yeah, like it, we'll talk about this game. Um, probably it'll be integrated into this discussion but iggy uh why don't you introduce it yeah so basically um well first of all since this is a mistake i made with david uh <laughs> if you have steam first of all this is a an amazing uh short game to try it's this game called the stanley parable and it was made by somebody that uh, essentially modded uh, half-life 2 now you don't actually need half-life 2 to play it you will need the sdk which um if By the you, way, the SDK is almost five gigabytes, so y'all, holy shit, y'all is are it really? in for a long, yeah, y'all are in for a da- long. But it's long. free. It's free though. So, free. so what yeah. you would want to do basically is you know log into Steam, make sure you have an account, um, download the Stanley Parable, and I will put that in a link in the show notes, um, or you can just Google Stanley Parable because that's the only that's the only thing you're gonna get as a result. Um, and place it in your games library in Steam, and it will download the SDK for you. Uh, but anyway, so Stanley Parable is, in my opinion, a very, very clever uh, gameplay example. Like, I, I think it's, um, it's kind of self-referential. It's very kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say meta, but... Uh, it has a lot of yeah. It is. It's very. It's very meta. Well, is it is it meta in the way that Bioshock was sort of meta? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's like you figure out that oh wow, I wasn't making that choice. I wasn't no, no, making no, that gonna, choice. I'm not going to. I'm not going to discuss it because I, I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to spoil. We'll, we'll the, talk about it next week. The though. magic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, but Colin brings up a good point that the Stanley Parable isn't. This isn't a new or original idea. What it's doing It's just a very concise version of this idea yeah and it's and it's very and it's all about that idea as opposed to just kind of sprinklings of it that other games have done before this one kind of like is the full extent of this idea and uh and does it very very well right it ends up being very thought-provoking and uh it, it actually it does just keep in mind there's multiple endings to this game and that's actually a big key of really getting the most out of of what the Stanley parable is trying to tell the 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 player. So it, right. it, don't be intimidated by this game. It's it's very easy even a, a casual gamer that has never played any kind of action-based game can easily play this game. It only takes about 10 minutes of your time, but once you play it, you're going to realize you want to spend more time kind of figuring out more like how far the how deep the wormhole goes or the rabbit exactly. hole goes. Uh, whichever you prefer. Um, so yeah, the Stanley Parable. Uh, download it uh, off of the link or off of Google and put it on Steam and enjoy it. And we will be talking about it uh, along with the main topic next week. So this is your spoiler warning, basically. <laughs> if if if, uh, if you tune in next time and we're talking about it, you can't go, ah, my ears, because we warned you. We warned you. We warned your ass. <laughs> we warned you. But you'll enjoy it. I'll also post for anybody that's too lazy to get Steam and all that stuff. But I will post a video link to – there's a really nice walkthrough video this guy made um, 
for the game and its multiple endings. So if you really can't play or your computer can't somehow handle even Half-Life 2, which, you know, happens, um, you can watch it that way. So either way, you'll be prepared for a discussion. But until then, um, oh, also, if anybody has any comments or questions regarding our upcoming topic, because this is a perfect time for that, um, you can email us at nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave a comment on our um, on our weekly episode post on our site. Uh, it's just in the name of game.com. You can also tweet us your questions or comments at in the name of game on Twitter or at in the name of game, whatever. Um, many different ways to contact us. But uh, yeah, if you'd like uh, to be a voice in this discussion for, for next week, please do that. And we will read your comments. We're also on iTunes. Yes, we're. Oh, that's right. You can't really yeah. comment the same way, but you can yeah, subscribe to us on iTunes. We like good reviews. Yes, we like reviews or any we reviews, like, really. Yeah, <laughs> we like the reviews. They better be good. And and lots of stars. Stars is <laughs> yeah, always... lots of stars. <laughs> yes. Write us a review, but only if it's a good. <laughs> only one. if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So until then, uh, thanks everybody for listening once again. Enjoy your week. There's a lot of fun games coming up next week. I will probably be squeeing because Uncharted Sonic 3. Sonic Generations. Oh, yeah. Sonic Generations. Sonic Generations. Uncharted 3. Uncharted 3 <laughs> is, coming, is coming out on Tuesday. <laughs> and I will be probably all super exhausted because I'll be staying up yeah. like nights and, and nights. we will be to... one step closer to the all edgy sexy men of video games episode which will be happening at some i'm point. tempted you know i god <laughs> who's it gonna be it's gonna be drake and then who else oh oh please i i'll easily write come on list. come on i can easily no i'm not gonna let's go, give it give a short list right now i'm curious let's do this next week let's do this next week oh, that's why <laughs> it's, it's short it's a slippery slope i can't really yeah. anyway, I wanna, so i'd rather well, <laughs> Oh, no, the, a half-ass list? What? Yeah, and it's just like, oh, well, I guess this person... I this guess person. Drake, and then et cetera, et cetera. No. If you have more time to think about it, you'll be like, oh, wait, no. Yeah, yeah you're going to write, like, a whole fucking dissertation on this. You're going to get your PhD in hot men studies. Oh, wow. I, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. can, I, <laughs> can I? Can I make my own field? Can I be a PhD in my own... Okay, you can't say this kind of stuff, because it makes me think about it. <laughs> so, anyway, see you guys next week. That's all for the show for today. Bye bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye, Samuel Jackson. All right, goodbye.